0: When we think of our kids being well-groomed, we tend to think of issues pertaining to physical hygiene and dress, things that parents have at least some control over, or at the very least can help our kids control for themselves. But there's a grooming of another sort that's going on in way too many kids today, a grooming of which many of these same kids and their parents aren't even aware. It's the grooming that builds appetites in our kids. Violent and sexual appetites built by the nearly constant consumption of violent and sexually explicit video games, movies, music, and other forms of entertainment. You know, it's said that you are what you eat. Well, what we consume with our eyes and our ears shapes what we become, too. And in ways you would never have imagined. Uh, But don't think that your inability to imagine your child ever being groomed to become a a violent killer, let's say, or a sexual pervert, makes this ugly possibility an impossibility. Besides, how far down that path are you willing to go as a parent? And how do you know when you've crossed the point of no return? Violent tendencies and sexual perversion do creep up incrementally, grooming our kids for love and not violence. This is Licensed to Parent. Uh, Incidentally, if this is your first time with us, I do welcome you to License to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Now, Shepherds Hill is a year-long residential program that's Christ-centered, helping troubled teens and, by extension, their families. I'm Rich Rosl, and our host on License to Parent is the founder and director of Shepherds Hill, Trace Embry. And Trace, this uh, topic of violent and sexually explicit entertainment Uh, particularly via the digital world, has been a debate spanning two or maybe three generations now, but it seems as though we're not any closer to a consensus on things than we were maybe 20 years ago. Uh, Why do you think that is? Well, it's because the goalposts keep moving. (laughs) All right, explain what you mean by the goalposts keep moving.
1: Well, I believe it was C.S. Lewis who said that the road to hell is a slow and gradual one. Uh, The tolerances of, of our citizenry have slowly changed. They've devolved over the last six uh, decades or so. So consequently, um, uh, our appetites uh, have uh, evolved or devolved as well. Uh, we've been desensitized, Rich. Uh, can you imagine what Elvis Presley uh, would say? A, a, a guy who who couldn't be filmed from the waist down in the Ed Sullivan show because of his <laughs> pelvic, you know, that's why they call him Elvis the Pelvis. Uh, what would he say about Post Malone's music today or Cardi B's music? But over the years... We've amped up our tolerance for violence, tolerance for violent entertainment in the very same way. I remember some of my friends, uh, their, their parents, they wouldn't let them watch the Three Stooges because of all the violence, quote-unquote, uh, that the Stooges engaged in. And the Three Stooges weren't piped through their smartphones 24-7 either because smartphones didn't exist. 24-7 access to violent interactive video games didn't exist either. But we slowly lowered ourselves and our standards into the hot water of our culture. And, uh, you know, now it doesn't even feel hot anymore. Kind of like what C.S. Lewis talked about when he was referring to that slow road to hell.
0: Yeah. I, well, I remember, too, when I was a kid growing up, we had one television in the house. And, by the way, my parents didn't even get a color TV until I left home to go to college. But that TV was only turned on when we as a family were going to watch a program together. I remember being shocked, actually, when I started noticing people who left the TV on all the time in their homes. Well, now kids and adults often have TVs in their bedrooms and in many rooms of the house. But worse than that is, you know, as you just mentioned, we carry our entertainment around with us now in the forms of smartphones, and we never stop consuming. Well, uh, you and I, of course, could talk about this for hours. We've talked about it on many programs, but that wouldn't be very nice to our guest, Colonel Dave Grossman, who's been waiting patiently to join our conversation. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Grossman, last time he joined us, uh, you may recall that uh, we we quoted Slate Magazine, who said that, that he himself could have stepped out of a video game because he cut such a heroic, omnicompetent figure. Well, we would add that his non-military accomplishments are pretty bold, too. Uh, Dave has five patents to his name. He's published uh, quite a few novels, two children's books, I believe. And uh, I think at latest count, it's either six or seven non non-fiction books, including his bestseller, On Killing, the Psychological Cost of Learning to Kill in War and Society, with over a half million copies sold. And another book that we want to talk about today called Assassination Generation, Video Games, Aggression, and the Psychology of Killing. Uh, Colonel Grossman, by the way, is a U.S. Army Ranger, a paratrooper, a former West Point psychology professor. He's a martial arts expert. Uh, In fact, he's in the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame. Uh, His research, by the way, has been cited by a U.S. president. He's testified before the Senate and Congress and numerous state legislatures. He's served as an expert witness and a consultant in state and federal courts, and he helped train mental health professionals after several of our nation's school massacres. Colonel uh, Grossman retired from the U.S. Army in 1998. Since that time, though, he's become one of our nation's leading trainers for military, law enforcement, mental health providers, and school safety organizations, and today he's the director of an organization called Killology Research Group. He's been inducted as a life diplomat in the American Board of Certification in Homeland Security, and he's a life member of the American College of Forensic Examiners Institute,
1: which means we probably better leave because he fills the room all by himself. (laughs) Well, listen, Dave, welcome back to Life as a Parent. Uh, Just an honor to have you back.
2: Hello, Trace. Hello, Rich. Such an honor to be back with you. You know, uh, uh, in the end, we wrestle a lot against flesh and blood. There's a spiritual angle of this battle that we can talk about. My most recent book is on spiritual combat. But this this book, Assassination Generation, it talks about how we've desensitized our children, the terrible price that we paid, and, and something that we need to talk about right up front. People understand the magnitude of the harm Medical technology is holding down the murder rate. The docs are saving ever more lives, thus bringing down the murder rate. The number of dead people completely underrepresent the problem. The field of criminology, the people who are responsible for those things, they don't want to go there. Right. There's no boogeyman. There is no crime. There's no problem. You don't have to worry about your kids. That problem's out-of-control, cops, and the truth is just the opposite. We have got to protect our children from this horrendous, toxic, corrosive environment that we're in today. And, and what's going on here is that, you know, this industry, I talked about an assassination generation, the state of California, the whole... Home Hollywood, the home of Silicon Valley, overwhelmingly voted to regulate children's access to violent video games. Arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor. He signed the law. He said, I protect my kids. I make violent movies. I protect my children from them. And I particularly want to protect my children from these violent video games. I call them murder simulators. They're, they're training murderous skills and desensitizing children. The video game industry fought all the way to the Supreme Court. They said, we have a constitutional First Amendment right to sell any game, to any kid at any age. You cannot stop us. You cannot regulate us. And they conned seven old men, seven Supreme Court justices, never played pong in their life, overturned the California law. We used to have a code. The movie industry, the television industry, the comic book industry, they operated by code. They said, we know our stories influence our society. We know we have a responsibility to provide good stories. We will not depict crime as being successful. We will not depict law enforcement or religious leaders as harmful. And, and that was the golden age. Those are the 30s, 40s, 50s, early 60s. And then that code went away. They know that they're impacting society. They don't care. They lie. The commercial world the vast amounts of money. And so it falls upon the parents to protect your children. Please protect those precious children from these horrible, violent, and sexual images. I talked about a program to detox our kids at K-12 school district. Turns off TV, movie, and video games for 10 days. Cut violence in half. Cut bullying in half. Raise test scores double digits. I know you see a trace in your academy. Uh, the kids come in there, and the first two days, no TV, no cell phone, no video game, and they are horrendous. They're. They're detoxing. They're miserable for two days. On the third day, it's like yep. somebody threw a switch. Church camps nationwide tell me ain't nothing spiritual in this camp for the first two days. On the third day, it's like somebody threw a switch. The fight-or-flight hormones are flushed out of their brain. The violent social role models have been flushed out of their environment. The classical condition, the opera condition, it takes a lot longer to phase out, but we can make an amazing difference by detoxing those kids for just a few days, and there is an answer. And And, and I tell you quite frankly, that trace what you're doing for those kids that are brought under your godly guidance is a beautiful thing, and parents can detox their kids and can lead us into a better world. But they got to be informed, and that brings us yeah. back to the book, "Assassination Generation."
1: And I will attest that it it doesn't take long to change behavior, but here's what does take a long time to change: getting it to stick. It's like antibiotics. You know, when you take three days of antibiotics, you start feeling better, what do you do? You put the antibiotics uh, away, you don't want any more antibiotics, and any doctor will tell you, you do that, and you're asking for this thing to come back with a vengeance, kind of like the demon situation that Jesus talked about. So you do need to, to, to a longer-term situation to get what those first few days or weeks actually changed. Now you got to get it to stick. So you get it in that limbic system, the spirit, the heart uh, of the individual. uh, That's what we're experiencing here. But I want to go back to the the statistic thing. You had mentioned statistics. Statistics lie uh, or they can be misread or misunderstood. You know, before this recent spike and spree of violence in our nation, it was reported that violence had actually come down, way down, in recent times. Giuliani had New York uh, as being one of the safest cities in the nation. So knowing the statistics can often be misleading, if our indictment of violent entertainment in all its forms is correct, then why would violence be so low when violent entertainment was arguably as bad as it had ever been if it wasn't for misreading stats?
2: And, and the answer is that... That we measure the problem by the number of dead people, by the murder rate. And the God. murder rate completely misrepresents the situation because mm-hmm. medical technology is saving ever more lives. Mm-hmm. That's the okay. key dynamic. Intentionally misrepresenting the situation. Uh, and then and then we put vast numbers of people in jail, we take violent people out the streets, that's a factor. But we run out of jails. We do we medicate people, it's it's Not a factor. many more we haven't letting them all yes. out. Yes, yes. And and so it, it all comes back to the root dynamic. And again, Assassination Generation, we take the book kind of like a murder mystery. We have the body, the magnitude of the problem. We have the means, the motive, and the opportunity that's causing this terrible slaughter among our children. Mm-hmm. And, and in spite of everything we're doing, in 2015, 16, and 17, the murder rate exploded like nothing we have ever seen before, and nobody even heard about it. I take this slide. I show the Uniform Crime Report right out of the UCR. In 2015, 16, 17, the murder rate exploded. I, I, had, I, I trained the American Sheriff's Association, 400 sheriffs. I said, Sheriff, how many of y'all saw this data? Nobody. If this had been the... The stock market—we hear about it every day. It was interest rates or inflation rates. We hear about once a month. Right? Violence exploded for three years straight, and of course, this year is far worse than anything we've ever seen, and nobody even hears about it. This year, they're finally reporting more violence and, and more murders in our major cities so far this year than all of last year put together. Last year was a bad year. Uh, th- this is insane, and we're not hearing the important news, the bad news. Everything's hunky-dory out there. You don't have to worry about your kids. Our problem is out-of-control, cops. You don't need a gun. You would just hurt yourself, and, and the truth is just the opposite. And so these people are at war with our civilization, and the most important thing we can do is protect our precious children in those terribly important, critical early years. Let them have a real childhood. Keep that stuff away from them. And then the sleep deprivation. Worldwide, sleep deprivation has exploded, and the result, three major killers especially our kids, have exploded. Suicide, traffic deaths, and drug overdoses, especially opiates.
1: Well, how culpable are lobbyists uh, on behalf of the music and entertainment and uh, video game uh, world? How culpable are lobbyists for perpetuating this insanity?
2: Jack Valenti was the lobbyist for the movie industry, and then he, he brought the video game industry under his arms. And Jack Valenti did more harm to our society as a lobbyist than all of Hollywood put together, because they were the tools that, that, that opened the door. They said, we'll have a rating system for our movies. but We can't legally enforce the rating system. They said, we'll have a rating system for our video games. Don't worry, we'll rate them. And what did they do? They, they took the sickest, most violent games and called it an M., Mature. Every kid is mature. I'm mature, mm-hmm. Dad. Yes, I'm mature. I can play a mature game. Oh, okay, I guess so. And, 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 and they took the sickest, most violent games. They gave them the most desirable possible term. And then they right. fought all the way to the Supreme Court to overturn any attempt to enforce those, those rules with the rule of law. Uh, the, Video game industry lobbyists—they are—they are the tools, that, that the primary tools that they use. They flood money, and they stay very low key about this now. Very low key. Vast amounts of money being flooded into our elections over one thing: just don't attack video games, don't attack media violence. Mm-hmm. They will give you vast amounts of money for reelection, right. and they do it all behind the scenes. People don't see what right. the vast amounts of money—the video game industry, one video game, Grand Theft Auto Five. One video game, the year it came out, made more money than the entire global music industry. Yeah, I remember hearing that. One video game made more money than every rock concert on the planet, every musician, every CD, every download on the planet. And it was a cop-killing criminal simulator. This industry has vast amounts of money, and they pump that money into politics like nothing we've ever seen before. The movie industry, the television industry, the video game industry, they take all of their resources. Do you see them? Publicly advocating? No. They operate behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Every politician has been bought by these people with vast amounts of money. If you turn on them, that money goes away. And they are a critical dynamic in this this, this tragic battle against our children and, our, and the concept of childhood.
1: Dave, we, we have to take a break, but uh, I want you to, to, to simmer on a question over the break. I want to know if, if we could somehow uh, round up a lobbying team with enough money and clout to put a V for violence as opposed to an M because this is going to be their argument. Do you really think a V for violence over an M for mature is going to save kids? And that's the question I want to ask you because that's the question they're going to put toward us. But uh, we're up against a
0: break. We'll see what that answer is in just a moment. Also, uh, a look at what parents need to be doing to try to stem the tide of this problem. And uh, I I would like to introduce something either in this program or the next. Yes, I just gave it away. We're having Dave on uh, both this week and next. But uh, we are, we, we're going to need to find out how to define terms here as well and, and how, to, how to learn to make the difference between bad violence and violence that may be acceptable or appropriate in media. We'll talk about that coming up as well. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. He's author of the bestseller On Killing, The Psychological Cost of Learning to Kill in War and Society, and the book that we're talking about today. It's called Assassination Generation video games aggression and the psychology of killing you can find the books on his website killology.com and wherever you get your books we'll be back with more right after this on licensed to parent
3: in today's digital age there's more access than ever to digital devices With technology constantly evolving to make our lives easier, is it any wonder that many feel as though they just can't live without it? Digital addiction can be just as chemically debilitating as drugs. Time in front of a screen can drastically affect the life of your child. For starters, your child may choose technology over simple things like playing outside and engaging in exercise, acquiring a job and gaining life experience. To learn more about how digital addiction can affect your child, visit helpmytroubledteen.org, click on resources, and look for the article, What is Digital Addiction? Parenting isn't easy. Shepherd's Hill Academy wants to equip you with resources for all areas and issues of life. Discover a variety of ebooks, podcasts, links, and more to help you navigate the parenting landscape. Helpmytroubledteen.org Your children are teens now. They're growing up and gaining independence. That's
0: kind of the point of parenting, isn't it? You're raising future responsible adults, but they're not responsible adults yet. They may be able to do things on their own, but you still want to be able to contact them and you want to equip them for success. So you decide to get them a smartphone. But why a smartphone? For most people, that means 24-7 access to everything on the planet. And that's not wise, nor is it healthy. Digital addiction is prevalent these days. In fact, we see teens of all ages dealing with mental health and behavioral issues rooted in overuse of technology. Issues that affect health, wellness, ability. To focus, performance in academics, and more. That's why at Licensed to Parent, we want you to choose a Wise phone alternative instead of a smartphone. More information is available at slash Wise phone. Welcome back. You're listening to License to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program working with troubled teens and their families. And uh, by the way, if you would like to hear past programs or find out anything more about our organization, you can go to to LicenseToParent.com. Dot O-R-G and you'll find everything you need. Our guest on today's program, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. We're talking about his book, Assassination Generation, Video Games, Aggression, and the Psychology of Killing.
1: Well, Dave, your latest book is Spiritual Combat, and I want to get to that probably uh, next week. Uh, your current book, Assassination Generation, was was written, uh, what, two or three years ago now? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so in light of that, that was written before a na- uh, our nation started burning down. Uh, do you see anything going on in our nation's permissive left-wing cities these days that your book, Assassination Generation, might enlighten our parents to?
2: Well, you know, we flat said that we're in a downward spiral. Uh, you know, it began with uh, with children committing mass murders in their schools, and, and understand <laughs> that's worldwide. Finland's right. had three multiple homicides by juveniles in school. the school. The worst one, worst mass murder by a juvenile in the school was in Germany. Moscow had one worldwide. We've got children committing mass murders in the schools, and they grew up to give us mass murders in the college. Virginia Tech, a year ago, Russia had 20 people murdered in a college. Nobody heard about it. It's only happened in America. No, it's not. And then we mm-hmm. got adults coming back to our schools, like Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut. It's major steps on a path to ever greater evil, to to capture the media spotlight, to be famous, to make a statement, and I'll tell you what's next. I pray that I'm wrong, but we're gonna see daycare massacres, what's left to shock us. Mm -hmm. We're gonna see school bus massacres. There are things we could be doing right now to prevent that possibility, and I, I pray that I'm wrong. We're going to be somebody plowing through those kids from front of the school, the vehicle 100 miles an hour. Where'd that come from? It's happening around the world. Move those kids now. Put out those bollards now. And, and, and there's simple things we could be doing, but we're on this descent into ever greater evil, and the media feeds it by turning these people into celebrities. You know, uh, uh, we had this mosque massacre in New Zealand, and the prime minister of New Zealand said, we will never show this man's face. We will never say his name. Finally, somebody gets it. That's punishment make mm-hmm. them nothing, make them nobody, refuse to even say their name. But our media does exactly the opposite. And so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a descent downward. We've got to protect our children. We've got to protect our way of life. Circle the wagons, keep your powder dry, and believe in our nation and believe in our way of life. And in the end, we've got to turn to God and, 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 and cry out as a nation on our knees to God and have belief and faith that he will answer the prayers of the righteous. Yeah.
1: With all the conclusive scientific evidence, uh, that's been out there for, for, for decades now. Uh, and, and you document a lot of it in your book, uh, Assassination Generation. Uh, it pertains to violence and sexually explicit entertainment. Why has so little progress been made in actually shielding, protecting our kids from so much of it? Now, I know we've already talked about the lobbyists and, and the money that's being made, but parents, you, you wouldn't think they would need just the anecdotal evidence that that is going on. You would think they would... Why are parents so complicit in a lot of this.
2: Well, you know, that again, we, we've, we're on a steady path downward. It's like, you know, people talk about the boiling frog. You know, that, that story is you, you throw a frog in boiling water, hop right out, put a frog in warm water, Turn off the burner, and it's so gradual and steady, the frog doesn't know it will boil to death. You know, it's, a, it's not a true story, but it's a great metaphor for what's happening. Slowly but surely, the parents are desensitized. With what one generation thought was, uh, was stunning becomes nothing to the next generation, and they move to the next path lower. And so the parents have got to seek the information. Listen to the radio show. You ought to have a license, the parent. We're giving you that license if you pass the course and if you get the information. We, we get the books, Assassination Generation, educate yourself, inform yourself and realize the people responsible for giving us our information have blood on their hands. They have Boy, they cannot they. point the camera back at themselves. You know, the the El Paso Walmart massacre. Mm-hmm. This killer in his in his manifesto said that he was fulfilling his call of duty super soldier fantasy he flat said that fulfilling his call of duty super soldier fantasy i showed that to the vice president he said why wasn't that the news yeah. <laughs> Why wasn't that the news, sir? That's a great question. The Parkland School Massacre, the, the Miami Herald said he played violent video games 12, 15 hours a day. It was kill, kill, kill. 12, yeah. 15 hours a day, the all-consuming, all of thing of this mass murder in Parkland, Florida. And Why didn't the media mention that? Because they will not point the camera back at themselves. And so we've got to seek information through other channels. And that's why podcasts and movie shows like then and radio shows like this are just so... So important. Uh, yeah. Seek that information as parents. Be informed as we love our children, we love our nation, we love our way of life. We've got to be informed. And, and again, it, it comes back to that, that beautiful Christ Center program that you're putting together for the children. But mm-hmm. we, we've got to take the bad stuff out before we can put the good stuff in. You yeah, take be room. to church an hour a week, do you think that's going to make up for 40 hours of violent video games and exactly. movies and television? No. You've got to take the bad stuff out of their lives and put the good stuff in at the same time.
1: No, that's and- exactly right. You know, Dr. Nicholas Carderis wrote the book Glow Kids, and uh, he's had uh, uh, kids have come to his office. Well, we've seen similar things here at Shepherd's Hill. Uh, but th- the kid was so involved in the video game, violent video game, uh, that he asked the doctor in the office, no game in sight, am I still in the game? Am I still in the game? So it's like they, they don't release, uh, release the fantasy just because the game got shut off. It it, it does transfer a little bit into real life, but you, you mentioned Pong, right? Yeah. <laughs> what one generation does in moderation, the next does in excess. And mm-hmm. we're a few generations past Pong right now, but we're gonna have to wrap up here. We're gonna continue this uh, folks, uh, next time, next week, and I want you to, uh, to, to be thinking about this. The things that were discussed, we're going to come up with more solutions to these things next week. We've laid a, a little bit of a groundwork. We're going to lay some more, but we're going to come up with some, with, with some solutions. And uh, and Dave, we might even have you back with a third program. There's just too much here because these things are in, in the, the homes of virtually every family in America today.
0: And incidentally, some of what we're going to want to talk about next time are the differences between violence in certain films and in certain games as opposed to uh, gratuitous violence. Also, Mm -hmm. what about violence tied to comedy? Uh, What about sports? A lot of people will argue that uh, sports is violence and we're teaching our kids violence, but Where's the appropriate boundary there? There are a lot of things we still want to cover, and we're going to get to those in our next program. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, uh, director of Killology Research Group and author of the bestseller On Killing, The Psychological Cost of Learning to Kill in War and Society, and the book we've been discussing today, Assassination Generation, Video Games, Aggression, and the Psychology of Killing. You can find those books on his website, Killology.com. Or wherever you get your books And Dave thanks so much for uh, today's visit And we look forward to seeing you again next time
2: Thank you Trace and Rich And believe in who you are Believe in what you do The world needs what you have to give my brothers And And God bless to you and all of your listeners out there
0: Thank you sir and uh, again, this is Licensed to Parent. You'll find us online at LicensedToParent.org. A reminder that you'll also find all of our past conversations on License to Parent, as well as Trace's blog and links to our residential program, Shepherds Hill Academy. And by the way, if this program has been helpful to you, and if you'd like to learn more about the work that we do with troubled teens and would like to consider supporting our efforts here, you can do that on the website as well. Just go to to LicensedToParent.org and click the Donate link. You'll find that on our homepage or in the menu. And when you click that link, you'll discover several ways that you can help our ministry and, in fact, help your family at the same time. Again, all the details are there when you click the Donate link at LicensedToParent.org. Our technical producer on License to Parent is Carl Peets. Our guest coordinator is Daniel Fasina. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to follow Christ, stand firm, and lead with love so that each day you, too, can renew your license to parent. And remember,
1: folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you
3: next time.